0: Sometimes, they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Phantoms and Monsters Radio where we explore the strange and unexplained. I'm your host Lon Stricker, thanks for joining us. If you enjoy our content, then please subscribe, like, and share our presentations. Uh, Super Chat is active during the show, so, so please um, show your support for Phantoms and Monsters Radio by clicking the dollar icon underneath the chat. Uh, You can also support the channel by using the Buy Me A Coffee link or banner in the description below. Your consideration is very much needed and appreciated. So tonight, we're kind of slapped the show together pretty quickly. I ended up with COVID. So the things I was supposed to do today, i I, you know, Friday I couldn't do. And uh, I'm kind of stuck here. So um, I decided to go ahead and do a show tonight. So... What this will be is a question and answer session, including any type of discussion on 14 phenomena, cryptids, metaphysical subjects, anything, you know, anything that interests the listeners. Uh, So uh, you can join us live in the chat so that you can ask your questions and start a discussion there. If you have a sighting or encounter that you'd like to talk about, we do have a call in number and it's 410 871 8779 and Vincent will have that up on the screen so if there if you have any questions please you know put it up on the chat in capitals so i can see it or go ahead and call in the number if you have something you want to talk about um my buddy Luis Castillo's in there that's who I was supposed to be with tonight he's in he's in the area but of course I don't want to give him COVID so I had to stick around here so Luis thanks for joining me tonight you know I can show you one thing I um as some of you know I'm into crystals and using crystals for divination and for my work in spirit rescue and a few other things and I've always been partial to certain certain minerals. You know, I've, you've heard me talk about yttrium fluorite before. It's it's a very strong, intuitive mineral. Um, it's it's not like normal fluorite. It's more opaque, but it comes in a very creamy, lavender color, and you know it just suits my my work fine. I, I've been able to work really well with well lately. I I started purchasing some pretty interesting pieces from a uh, a miner, an actual miner, because it was all certified stuff was certified and registered from Indonesia, and this this these crystals, minerals, whatever you want to call them, have only. Been around since 2016. So if you go to any of the Judy Hall books or any the catalogs, you're not going to see it in there. Uh, you're going to have to find it online. But I tell you, I've been working with them for the past two weeks after I received them. And you know, when I saw them first of all on the on the on the website or on Facebook, I just had a really good feeling about it. So I am going to show you one of these. The, the actual name for these things are Biotroidial purple chalcedony now people know regular chalcedony chalcedony is like a smoother like agate uh, mineral but these are are that formations they look kind of like grapes and actually some people do refer to as grape agate or grape chalcedony and uh some of these pieces are 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 pretty rare. I mean these are this is this is a specimen piece, actually, though I could probably work with this piece, but uh, you know if you look for them online, they're they're pretty pricey. but uh, they I tell you i'm I'm presenting them to you so you could look at it and get an idea for you people who are in into uh, minerals and crystals. and they do come in different colors. This is like a medium. Uh, like a medium purple more like a lavender, but it's the you know, it's just perfect all around And I got a few other ones here. I want to show you this one here. It's like a plate And it's, it's a beautiful piece uh, It's kind of got blues and purples mixed in there even on the bottom. It's got the full formations Um uh, you know i've been involved with crystals for almost 20 years now but i haven't really seen anything like this it's not like druzy or any of the other types of formations you see this is just something very very unusual and uh, then they you do find them in a greenish and clear colors and that's what this is here i don't know how well it shows up on the light But it is kind of greenish in color. And I tell you, it's got an amazing feel to it. It's, um, yeah, so I'm going to be working with these. And as time goes on, I may be offering some of these for sale at some point as well. But they're, uh, yeah, they're pretty nice. So uh, I just wanted to mention that. So uh, anyway, let's see what kind of questions we got here. People don't want to hear me yapping about my crystals. Uh, okay, David Jones Locker. What was the evidence that convinced you that David Eckhart's case was 100% real deal? Well, it took a while. I'll be honest with you. Um, and I'll go through the, the whole thing, what happened. I, um, I happened to see David's video of the of the uh, the little being in in the doorway of the bathroom in the bedroom. and I was intrigued by it. You know, I had seen other videos of so-called alien or extraterrestrial beings, but I've never seen one quite like that before. So what I did, I had contacted Dave, eventually contacted David, and uh, when i when he we started talking, he was telling me, that, you know, I have been, I have been contacting the people at MUFON, in particular, MUFON Florida, and at that time, that was Glenn, Glenn Bell, who was the actual director in Florida at the time, and uh, they just were not interested in helping David out, but, you know, for MUFON, for people who know MUFON, they're kind of the nuts and bolts as far as uh, spacecraft or whatever you want to call them craft or UFOs, they you know they seem interested in entity entities at some point, but really they didn't make it a priority. And I've heard this uh, so many times before. So uh, anyway, I I was talking to David literally three or four hours a day for the first six months. I mean it was that intensive and as we went along david started opening up more and more i mean he i think he would worry of me as well started opening up more and more and he was he was actually showing me more evidence uh some videos he had had some of the sounds he was recording and you know first of all i thought well i think he's probably mistaking this for like a spirit haunting or such But as time went on and I started seeing certain things. I realized that he was really going through. Really going through what he was describing. And, uh, you know, that's been over a decade now. And even though, you know, it's evolved a bit. I think David has gotten himself maybe a little too involved with it. And he'll probably admit to that. Because you know he's very inquisitive. He he wants to know the truth, and you know that's just the way he is. But uh, and I don't doubt what he's what he's capturing as far as video videos and, and pictures and, and and photos and stuff. But uh, you, you've always got to keep in mind these beings have have an agenda. Now I don't know what their agenda is in David's case. It, I think I've always found it interesting that they that they were open enough to show him certain things and they kind of did they kind of made david an exception as opposed to anybody else you know david saw a lot of pretty nasty stuff when he was taken and um you know i've described that i described it in the book and um you know you know the the fact and look when when i started working with david they, they had to tell him that it was okay for him to confer with me on this, and uh, we did. And uh, and I believe the subsequent encounters that I had later on had something to do with the relationship between David and them and me and them as well. So uh, yeah, but no, I I uh, it took me about six months to really. Re- figured david was was telling me the truth and i'll be honest i haven't doubted him at all you know he he, some of david's theories are a little out there sometimes but all in all david david is not a liar he is he is he does not like to deceive people that's just not the way he is so uh he's scientific guy uh moon medicine force what do you know of wolf beings and connections to crystals? Mm, that's a good question. I think uh, it, it could happen. Uh, I think some cryptid beings do have some connection with crystals and the actual geology itself. Um but, you know that's not really something i've ever looked into and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh maybe that's something i need to look into are these sightings around areas where there's are certain minerals or concentration minerals uh, you know we've had a lot of sightings here in pennsylvania and uh, pennsylvania has an interesting bedrock you know areas i mean it's it's got high bedrock just like gettysburg it's got very high bedrock granite it's very granite outcroppings everywhere but it's got a lot of quartz too and it's got a lot of limestone so I, i don't know if there's a connection there but it's an interesting thought so yeah so let's see anybody else got any questions let me roll down here Folks, you can, you know, you can ask me anything. Seriously. I am a... Yeah, Morla says I like black tourmaline, but for some reason favorite greenstones. You know, everybody's got their own preference. Um, I like the greenstones too. They're good healers for the most part. Uh Malachite, Adventurine, uh, Serif, Seraphine. Uh those are excellent those are excellent um healing stones but of course black stones like black tourmaline score and you know the, all black stones have that earth quality to them and they're grounding stones they're protectors so uh, yeah Is there any evidence of skeletal remains of any cryptid? <sighs> uh, some people seem to think there are. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Vincent brought up the, the subject of this this skull that was supposedly found uh, recently. Uh, and I don't, I don't know, Vincent. What what did they say it was again? Uh, I, I don't remember what they said. The being they said the being was, but they, whatever it was, yeah, that's it right there. Uh, did they think it was a Bigfoot or something? I don't know, but it looks like it looks like hooey to me. I don't know. As far as other other uh, other cryptids, no, I, I I really don't. I you know th- there had people who's, who said they found this this and that. But I, I don't know of any real evidence that's been proven. Lon, I, uh, this is Crowley. I'm obsessed with the Hushtaka. Okay, I just get lost here. Knowing about them, you talking about the Kushtaka from Alaska? Uh, if it's the Kushtaka, it's like a huge otter monster. Uh, I've had a couple of sighting reports given to me by some of the Intuit tribes and folks who live in Intuit villages, especially along the coast, the um, along the Bering Strait. Um, people, A lot of people kind of uh, relate it to Leviath- Leviathans. But, you know, that's more like something that's in the ocean and such. These Kushtaka are described as large otter beings. Uh, Ten foot. And they they seem to chase people. And um, I I have had uh, sightings, reports of people who have been chased by these things. Uh, I don't know of anybody who's had a a really bad encounter with them, but I know they've scared the hell out of a few people. Uh, James West, in your opinion, what is the best all-purpose stone to keep handy? Well, I'd say any stone that feels right to you, and there's different ways to to kind of scry for these things people use all different methods i i would suggest if you go to a if you go to a store uh the metaphysical store or you know a, a, a crystal store or something you see something of interest it feels right to you then handle it put it in your hand feel it put it in your palm see if you feel the vibration uh some people are very sensitive to you, and if, if if it's right through you, you'll feel it. Uh, I would I would say if you had to pick one to keep with you, would be a um, a protection stone. Now there are several protection stones. One that I keep around me at all times is a black tourmaline, and uh, that's uh, that's kind of a basic. Protection stone. Other people keep others like uh, amethyst, which does have a high vibration. I don't know how much protection, but some people like the feel of that. Others like to have uh, certain stones by their bedside. Uh, rose quartz. Some people red carnelians are also popular. You uh, know, just so many of them out there. But I always tell people if they if they're looking for one to go and handle one and see how it feels to you. That's, that's the best way. Uh, David Jones Locker, have you ever done an exorcism or something of equivalent? No, I haven't. And look, I, I'm not qualified to do an exorcism or a deliverance, I don't think I am. I have witnessed it, but I'm not qualified to do it. And look, if I get to a case, and I've done it on two occasions, if I get into a case where I believe that some type of, uh, divine interf- uh, involvement is needed, I'm not going to say it was a demon or something, but it was something beyond what I could help with or something I could move on, move on. Then I suggest to folks that they do find someone that they believe can help them. Now, I, I don't suggest people, uh, you know, if, if there was anybody, I would suggest probably Bill Bean. Uh, Bill and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, Bill's been in the deliverance business for a long time. Uh, but, you know, I, I think every every deliverer or, exorcism or exorcist has their own niche as far as what they deal with. So uh, if you want somebody or you want to use the Catholic rights and you feel that's part of what you want to do. If you're Catholic or Orthodox and that's what you want to do, then I I'd say go for the priest who's, who's knowledgeable in it. Uh, but you know, that's what I would say, but I would never get in. I would never do that. I just wouldn't do it. Luis, what's the Sasquatch news for the Gettysburg area? Hmm. Well, I know you're going to be down here. If you go into town, you're, if you're you're coming from east, if you go into Gettysburg coming down Route 30, Lincoln Highway, you go through the square, then you stay on 30 and go west towards um, towards the, the uh, Micho State Forest. Micho State Forest has had a lot of Bigfoot activity over the years. I have reports occasionally of people reporting seeing them on the side of the road picking up roadkill. A uh, couple across the road. A uh, couple people on the team have uh, investigation research areas in Micho. Uh, so uh, it's a hot area. It really is. I mean, and Micho actually extends. South from Route 30, almost down to the Maryland line and goes north up into um, to Cumberland County around Mount Howard Springs is where it kind of ends at up that way. So it's, it's a pretty good sized area. But if you go go on Pine Furnish Road and go north, you'll go right through it. Uh, but no, that whole uh, that whole area has got a lot of a lot of Bigfoot activity. and It's got dogman activity, too. Uh, I got chased out of there years ago and I don't know what it was. I was up by the reservoir, and I had all intentions of going there and going fishing. And I was young, and I had pulled up there, and the weeds were high in there too. And I heard something coming through, and I had not even put my my waders on. I I had hightailed it in the car and backed out of there. I left. But that was a lo- that was before I even had my encounter in Sykesville, so I wasn't going to stick around find out what it was because it didn't sound like it was too happy. I was there. okay what qualifies quantity quanti- quantities do bones teeth have as compared to stones I don't know I don't know I mean you know I, I I don't think I don't I don't know if there's any qualifiers or any with those compared to crystals or stones. Of course, they're all minerals, but, um, what is your perception on past life regression? <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's an interesting one because to be quite honest with you, I don't refer people for past life dis- dis- regression. Um, I-, I have a lot of people keep telling me that I ought to have it done, but you know, maybe I will at some point. I have actually been witness to past life regression or several other type of regression sessions. Um uh, it can get pretty hairy. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh I don't even know if I'd want to subject myself to that. You know, it you know, these people they really go through hell sometimes. So um uh, I don't know if I'd want to do that, but, you know, of course, somebody may talk me into it one day. Crawley said, my buddy Connor Flynn told me to go to the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon to look, agree or no. You know, that Pennsylvania Grand Canyon area is pretty, pretty interesting. I, I've heard a lot of Bigfoot accounts up there. You might want to ask uh, Sean Forker about it. He's not far from there. Uh, I don't know what kind of reports he's gotten up there over years, but um, I have heard of a few sightings. And in fact, there was a, um, there was a historical encounter with, with upright canines back in the 1870s with some, some uh, loggers up that area years ago, you know, by 1870s. I, I don't know how true it was. I mean, it's, it, You know maybe it's just you know some type of lore or some type of story but you know it was told to butch and i so um i don't know maybe maybe it was true i don't know but uh yeah thomas says allegheny national forest a bit holds some good crypto hunting well there have been a lot of reports from allegheny national forest um there have been some upright canine sightings historical upright canine sightings and there bigfoot sightings uh pretty vast place you know you look on the map and you see this patch of green you don't think it's really that big but that place is huge I haven't been up in a long time, but it, it is in the uh, the northwest part of the state. Uh between I would say between Clearfield and uh and Erie. So uh, it's a pretty good sized place. Uh where is Pennsylvania located? Uh, I'd say uh, North Central. I don't know what county that is. Um, uh, I had to look at the map. I, I don't know what county is. That, I don't know if it's Lycoming. Maybe. I don't, I don't think it's Potter. I think it's east of Potter County. But it's up in that area. Can we discuss the recent pale humanoid sightings videos and pictures? Okay, well, I mean, which ones in particular? I mean, we've had a few come in. Um, if you have a specific question, I can try to answer it. Uh, we have had a few. There, I posted one today. Uh, I don't know what that is. It was on a it was on a security camera, so I don't know what they saw. It's pretty interesting. Photograph, but it's—I uh, don't know what it was. What is the most? This is from Luis, uh What is the most current type of para crypto UFO going on in at the moment? Well, for us, we've gotten a lot of canine cryptids. Uh, we're working four cases in Pennsylvania right now, and I don't think we've ever had that many at one time. You know, it's funny. As soon as Butch passes away, we start getting these these cases coming in. I mean, I know he'd be going crazy, but uh yeah, it's you know, we got some real interesting ones too. I just got one yesterday, it's an old case up in Dolphin County, which is it's west of Harrisburg. We don't normally get a lot up that way. Uh we got one out at uh French Creek, which is Berks County, Pennsylvania, uh, Eric Mentels has got one out of Montgomery County and Tommy and, um, and Bernadette have been looking in one. And I think that's, that is Northern Somerset County. I don't know. Maybe they can correct me on that, but they were out there once and they're going to go back out again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's four of them are working on now, so. Tommy says Taiga County is where Grand Canyon. Yeah, I figure it was something one of those county. It was one of those counties up there. Uh, Gene Crane, winged ones in Oklahoma, many settings. Yeah, we do get occasionally get a sighting up there. You know, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a, a strange state. I don't know what exactly what it is about it. We get a lot of different stuff up there, or out there. Uh, it's mostly Bigfoot or some very weird Bigfoot sightings. Uh, we do occasionally get some either ultra-terrestrial or alien sightings of some type out there. But uh, as far as winged humanoids, I probably—if I—I tell you—if I went into my my uh, into my archives, I could probably find one. Uh, but yeah. Nancy Malcolm, are remote viewers reporting any interaction with ETs or other entities? Well, you know, I haven't really been conferring with any RVers recently. There, there are, if you do find an RVer, a book related to RV and remote viewing most likely you're going to find you're going to find cases or sessions where they they do run across alien beings um you know I I I don't know I I had one encounter one time that was in a training session and I've told you about that and that, But that's the only one that I know of. You know, when we tried to RV David's case, we got shut down three times. Uh, they detected us somehow, and they shut us down. So it's not that easy to do. Uh, but as far as actually conferring with anybody that has had encounters with, with alien beings or extraterrestrials and all, uh, through remote viewing. I don't know, but I think you could probably find it if you looked hard enough. Um, Marla, do you think the Alba Twitch is just folklore? No, I think they're real. I, I really do. Uh, I think uh, I, if you talk to Tim Renner, I think he'll tell you that they're probably real. Uh, I had, um, I've had in, encounter reports. Now, so now this was this was in York County on the, the western side of the Susquehanna. Most of the Albatwitches were in the Chickie Rock area, which is just south of uh Columbia, which is in Lancaster County. But I've had uh, I've had some small being sightings that were probably not juveniles seen running through fields and such. Uh, and I had a real good one near Red Line, Pennsylvania. In, incidentally where tim actually lives in the area so uh we've had some small upright sightings of you know these type of beings in the past so i think they really do but i think they do exist tommy asked any tommy carroll any connection between cryptids and high voltage lines substations power lines yeah i mean every once in a while you, you will get sightings of these these cryptid bigfoot or upright canines in those clearings where you see the high tension wires going through. Uh, now are they there just because of the clearing and they're easy to see or is it something to do with the um, with the the high power it's coming through the lines. I don't know. Uh, you know people who live near high powered lines tend to have a lot of phenomena going on around them. Uh, is it generated because of that, or is it something else? You know, of course, we get a lot of UFO activity. The Todd Seas case is a perfect example. Uh, he lived n- near the, um, the high power lines on the uh, Montour Ridge, and that's where the witnesses that had seen him being abducted had actually seen the craft over that power line. And since then, we've had several sightings of UFOs hovering over those power lines on the ridge as well. So uh, I, I think there's something to that. As far as cryptids goes, it, it could very could it very well could be. Uh, but I have had cases where people have seen them. Have you heard of La Mana crab Lake humanoid? It was filmed on CCTV in Costa Rica last year. No, that's not that's not one I know of. If you have any information, uh, send it to me. I'd be interested in reading it. <laughs> William Nighthawk and on any good devil monkey sightings in Pennsylvania. I know people who that are investigators in Pennsylvania that that seem to think there are, I don't know if there are or not. I have never had a report that I thought was one. Uh, The only really good devil monkey sighting that I know of, I've ever gotten was out near Chicago years ago. Uh, But there do seem to be people that think they're out here in the East as well. So I, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, folks. If you got a, you got something you want to talk about, please um, please call in. Do you th- uh, James asked, Do you think there's a similarity between insectoids and crustacean-like beings? I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think so. I mean, I think these insectoids, and this is just from all the uh, information I have gotten over the years with the inductions and encounters and such. I I think the insectoids are probably the hierarchy of um, of abduction scenarios uh many times when we have abductions now nowadays uh there seem to be three four or five different type of beings but i think insectoids are literally uh metamorphosized reptilians seriously i I think i think they they actually shift or metamorphosize into reptilian beings um you know, when one when one ascends to being the leader of the hierarchy or whatever, uh, I think that's what happens. I think they have the ability to do that. And, I, you know, I've heard a few people tell me something very similar to that, uh, that have had, been involved with uh, that have had abductions as such. Uh, so, you know, over time, I, I believe from some of the things I have been told, I think that may very well be what happens. So you know, but that's my opinion. Davy Jones Locker. What was the biggest fright of your life? In the uh, subject matter, probably the fright. Oh Jesus! Uh. Well, I, you know, my Ouija board experience when I was in high school was probably the most frightening. You know, the winged humanoid was pretty frightening. But the um, we had a Ouija board experience when I was in high school that was pretty, pretty damn scary. I uh, it was I was in my senior year. And, you know, we used to have house parties and stuff. And we were down in the basement of this friend's house. And um, I was sitting on the sofa, a bunch of other people around me. And the coffee table, we had a Ouija board set up and there was a bunch of people sitting around the coffee table asking questions, the Ouija board, and, you know. So as I'm sitting here watching these folks, there was a guy sitting across the coffee table from me who kept looking at me. And I didn't know what the hell this guy was looking at. He gave me a dirty look the whole time. Didn't know who the guy was or, or anything. And he he just seemed like he was getting madder and madder as he was looking at me. And as time went by, he eventually... He jumped over the table and attacked me. And I'm trying to pull this guy, get this guy off of me. I think I cracked him in the face one time, but he did, he did eventually, he did eventually come to and he acted like he didn't know of anything that happened. And uh, you know, I didn't know what was going on. You know, the Ouija board, my dad had a hobby shop. He used to sell Ouija boards in his hobby shop. Uh, so, uh, and he used to sell the original ones, the ones that were in the black box. Uh, I don't know if people remember those that were made by, uh, who was the company in Baltimore made those things. I forget what they were. Anyway, he did sell them. anyway, but just, you know, this, it, 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 everybody was freaking out when this guy jumped me and, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why he got mad, but he didn't remember anything, but then Maybe about fifteen minutes later, uh, no, you know, nobody was playing the Ouija board. They were doing some other stuff. We were drinking. I, you know, I'll admit to that. We were down there drinking, and it was probably about twenty of us down there. Pretty good sized rec room, and we we started to notice that the Blanchette was hovering above the board at one point. It was probably about a foot and a half above the board. It was just hovering there, and everybody freaked out, and we all started backing up toward the bar in the back of the room, watching this thing hover above the board, and girls screaming, and people trying to get out of there, and all of a sudden, this this planchette slammed down onto the board, and just busted up in pieces, and you never seen so damn many kids flying up the stairs you saw all that day and i'll admit i was scared i didn't know what the hell to think but that was that was probably the most frightening incident i ever you know quick incident i, I never forgot it and uh so uh but yeah that was my experience with a ouija board and and as sean sean Forkin can tell you i hate those damn things i, I never have liked them uh, so um yeah Luis Castillo, what was the current situation with Mothman? Well, you know, you know, we haven't had a sighting in around Chicago in about a month or so. So I don't know what's going on. I hope we will have more. But, of course, you know, people, people are being threatened with their jobs out there at the airport. So I don't know if that's kind of put a crimp in some of the reports or not. Uh, But we really haven't been getting any winged humanoid reports anywhere lately. So I don't know what that's all about. It's interesting. You know, it's funny how we do get reports of one thing and then something else. They kind of come in bunches. I mean, it seems now we're getting more canine cryptids as opposed to anything else. And that'll probably change. So maybe we'll get a flurry of winged humanoid reports. and You just never know. Anybody got any other? Are you taking a call? Is that what you're telling me, Vincent? Okay. Well, we'll see. James James West asks, what do you think shadow people are? Well, I, I don't think they're spirit beings. I, I think they're uh, I think they're something non-human that they don't they're not from the earth plane or not from where we are. They're not thing to do with humans. I think they're almost like a, a virus, if you want to call it that, because they just seem to be they, they seem to be attracted to um, to dysfunction you know, I've always given us this example, you know, these things could be walking down the road looking for some type of energy or life force to, to use, to keep them viable and they'll go down, walk down a street and their house on each side and they kind of pick, pick the house where there's dysfunction or people are sick or there's, there's issues in the household. And I think that's where they, they go to. Um, uh, it, they're they're not they're not good beings. I mean, they're very dangerous. So, um, you know, I, I I've seen a lot of examples where people actually believe they've killed others. So, okay, we got All a right, caller. We've
1: got a caller. We've okay. got a caller. She wants to uh, come in and tell you about a winged humanoid sighting that she's had. Okay. Uh, now she's got a little bit of a hearing problem, so if you can just speak up for her okay i'm gonna patch her in now go ahead and say hello to everybody
2: hello everybody
0: (laughs) go ahead and tell us what you what you saw yes can you hear me yes i can hello yeah they can hear you
2: okay okay i can't hear them i don't
1: think Oh, okay you're not listening to the radio show still that's okay go ahead Okay,
2: do you want me to just tell my story?
1: Tell your story. Hello? Yes, we're all ears. Tell your story.
2: Okay, Okay, well, this happened. I'm 62 years old now. And I can remember every detail of that day. I can't tell you what happened the day before or actually the day after, but that day, (laughs) I can tell you. I was at vacation Bible school. We went on like a little field trip that day. Um, it was a week before 4th of July, we were going to be going to my grandparents in Odessa, Texas. I lived in Enid, Oklahoma. And we lived at 501 West Market Street. Now it's called 501 West Owen K. Garriott Road, so if you want to Google it and look at it, now it is a, um, like, a, like, a uh, like a plastic surgery place there now on the corner. I think it was on the corner of Jefferson and Market, well, O Owen K. Garriott. And there's an alley, okay? And I was coming down State Street, and I was with two friends. One's name is Mike, the other's name was Sue. And we was walking down State Street, Sue went to the left because she lived to the left a block. Mike lived, he went straight because he lived a block down State Street, and I went to the right because I lived on the corner of Jefferson and Owen K. Garriott on Market Street. And the alley, across the alley, and I saw something out of the corner of my eye. Now, it was still light out. It was about 4, 4.30. And in the summertime, it's still light. And I looked, and it was like something like, squatted down. And at first, I thought it had like a blanket over it. I couldn't figure it out. And then, you know, and I know the sighting only would last a very few seconds. Um, and I looked, and its eyes were black. Okay, this is the most important. I think if they would have been red at that point, I would have remembered that. And it wasn't covered with was a blanket; it was wings. And I don't know how tall I was then. I mean, I'm only five four now, so how uh, tall I was at that age. And I'm going to say it was about the same height as me squatted down, with the wings around itself. And when I looked at it, the wings went to the back and it started to stand up. And now, I never saw its legs. So if you can imagine seeing something rise that never you kind of know what I'm trying to say there, but never looking down. As it's rising, I'm seeing it, okay? And has arms. The wings are now in the back. It's it's like a really light black, but not grey, but not black black. And head with like face I know don't laugh about this. But its nose reminded me of Michael Jackson after surgery. <laughs> First time I saw Michael Jackson's nose I thought of this thing. Mm. And I mean I had a hard time looking at Michael Jackson after that. Um, and not kind of put down the Michael Jackson either. Um, it, I thought it was the devil. I truly thought it was the devil. As it stood up, it had like a six-pack stomach. I didn't know what a six-pack stomach was then. And its arms, it was holding something in its arm. Now, there had been a gentleman who lived like a block away from us who raised rabbits, and he passed away. And his family let all the rabbits out when rabbits doing what they do best they you know populate but we didn't have any black rabbits they were all like white and brown color, i believe there was no all black rabbits what it was holding was black in its arms and it looked like it was suckling on a tips and i know you don't believe i know and i swear to god i know what i saw i pissed I have never ran so fast. And I remember hitting the back gate sometimes stuck. I think I hit it so hard that I actually knocked one of the hinges off. My mother's little dog, it was a half uh, wiener dog and half chihuahua, busted around, picked that dog up so fast. and ran into the back porch. And I don't know, back then we had like screen in porches. And I remember walking the screen door like that was really going to stop something. And going into the back door into the kitchen and into the dining room. And my mother just looked at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and I, I just, I said, the devil. And, golly, I'm thinking now, as an adult, she must have thought I was crazy. But my heart was beating so hard, she could hear it. And my mother was a nurse. My dad was a medic in the Army for 28 years. He thought maybe I had sunstroke or heat heatstroke. Um, they do believe that I did see something. They don't know what I saw. My mother said, Are you sure it wasn't a dog? I said, No. Now, here's the thing. If it was rising, and okay? And then as it got raised up, I did not see any like genitalia or anything like that, all right? Mm-hmm. And breast, didn't really have breast. It had nipples, but not breast. I looked up because I kept looking at what was in its arm. And it had a little, it, like it had a little arm. But, and then I looked up at its face and its eyes were red. And that's when I urinated on myself mm. and I took off and I had to run across Mrs. Weber's yard. I remember because, you know, you never went on Mrs. Weber's yard. I didn't care. And across our, like our driveway were our clothes, because garages back then they weren't attached The older homes and hit that gate. And I was inside. Wow! I don't know if you guys know what rollaway beds are. I slept in my parents' room on a rollaway bed. I made my father keep the shotgun, and my mother keep her shotgun, and I wanted a shotgun. They I wouldn't know. give me one.
0: Hey, uh, Vincent, ask her what kind of wings. I
2: know, it, I know what I saw.
0: Yeah, ask now, what kind of and wings it running, had in height. It
2: stood up and its wings came out. What kind of wings did it have? Like bat wings. Oh, uh, okay. If, it, if I had to give a description, it would be more like bat wings, like you know, like a bat, like a big bat. It was a bat. This was not a bat. Now I did not see any ears, so I can't tell you about ears.
1: Wow, well, that's fascinating. But, thank you so much. But I do know it. I, I know what I saw.
0: Wow,
2: thank you. And I hope so, people believe me.
0: Yeah, thank you. That's interesting. Uh, here's
2: the scary thing that was a baby
1: there's more than one right so
2: anyway i think that you are the all expert on the wing ones and i've always wanted to talk to you about that so i did now and my heart's racing just as hard i think now it's (laughs)
0: good so
2: thank you for listening
0: well tell her i appreciate it vincent
1: well thank you so much you have a lovely night and thank you for calling in okay thank you right
0: bye well that's interesting uh, I don't think I've ever had one with a, maybe a young, a youngster. Nonetheless, I mean, nevertheless suckling on, on a nipple or being fed. Uh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I'm going to have to trans, get that one transcribed because that's, what do you think about that, Vincent? Yeah, folks, what do you think about that? I mean, put it up in the chat if you've got any comments on that. In the meantime, uh, William Nighthawk said, do you believe in vampires? Did you know that Vince is a vampire? Well, Vince has never told me he's a vampire, so I don't know if he is or not. But do I believe in vampires? I believe in psychic vampires. I don't necessarily believe in uh, something going around biting your neck and sucking blood.
1: Don't tell my secrets out there. <laughs> well, what what an intriguing guest that was. Wow.
0: Yeah, wow. that was interesting. Uh yeah. Yeah, that was that was an interesting one. I remember that one. Uh David Jones asks, "Have you ever experienced a demonically possessed person?" You know, like you said, like people know, I don't like to talk and say demons. i very evil. Yeah. Yeah. We we've experienced some very evil beings. Uh, so, um, you know, and possessions and oppressions and they all come at different levels. Uh, as far as as seeing someone actually possessed, I don't think I've really gotten to that point with, with anybody. Um, but i i know people have been impressed and have literally in front of me have literally shapeshifted to a point where their their face will change and their manner will change i had a client who started speaking tongues at one point so were they possessed i don't know but i, I it was pretty bizarre because their whole face changed right in front of us am i missing any any questions here vincent because my my comment thing is jumping around here like crazy if you want to get some and put them up there on anybody else have any questions or want to call in with their encounter you know, it's fine with me. If we, if you, you know, if you want to go longer, we will. If you have something to talk about. Okay. Well, uh, has anyone? In, Amy Crew asked. Has anyone in your team? Re- had recent communication from the wing ones, you know. I was talking about that tonight with uh, with Jennifer and, and Bernadette has has had a little bit, um, but really there haven't been many updates. Um, actually, I, I asked Jennifer if she wanted to come on the show tonight, and she said that she just didn't feel like it was it was the right time to do that. So uh, I think what we're going to do, we are going to have her on while Bernadette on. Uh, For you folks who don't know, Bernadette is going to eventually have a show on here. So uh, I'm quite sure she'll be talking about a lot of things. She's she's very intuitive and psychic. And uh, I look forward to her being on, having her own show and presenting some of the things that she has experienced over time. What, when was your last extraterrestrial encounter and what happened? <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened. The last one was several months ago. I don't remember much of it. Um, you know, it's just like anything else. Maybe it'll come to me at another time. The only thing I know was it's the same three tall beings that have, I had other encounters with. Uh, I I know of that have had at least three encounters with these these tall gray beings. There's three and they always come in threes. And. uh, And I had another experience several months ago, but I don't I I don't remember anything at all. All I know is they were there. So that's the best I can tell you. Sorry about that. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Debbie Weissong asks, Have you ever heard or encountered a, a group paranormal experience? About 15 years ago, we were out camping, hunting. We experienced as a family drums and sounds of stampedes of buffalo. Yeah, you know, I've heard of that before. Um, I don't know exactly what area you were at, but if you're in an old area where there were probably tribal activity or in, in something like that, you know, I, I think many times people will experience that. I, I know when I'm in areas where there was indigenous activity, and, and Butch could have told you I didn't, Butch has talked, had talked about it before, but I, I would hear I would hear drumming and uh, very distinctive too. In fact, our, my son was with us at one time up in Lancaster County. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty in tune to indigenous uh, energy. Uh, it's just like when I was at at uh, Mount, I mean Point Pleasant. That it was very strong, the indigenous uh, the indigenous uh, energy at Point Pleasant. And of course, I I do believe that that is what has did summon the the Mothman being. We got another call. If you do patch it in.
1: All right, we've got another caller here. He's going to tell us a little bit about his sleep paralysis and he wants to ask you a question. Okay. All right, go ahead, sir. Are you there? Can you hear me? Go ahead, sir. So I had a series of I'm having a really hard time hearing you, sir. Sorry. He's going to have to speak into it louder. You're going to have to speak into it a little bit louder. I'm having a real hard time hearing you. Yeah. We're, maybe it's your connection. Oh, the there we go. No, I can hear you now really good. Go ahead.
3: Okay, great. Yeah, I was calling because I had a Series of sleep paralysis experiences while staying at a hotel long term, uh, almost three weeks. Uh, about every other night, it would start when I would get in bed to go to sleep. I, you know, I watch TV, and it would. I had a feeling of being touched. It was just not the same sensation of like a, a physical touch. It was more energetic, if that makes any sense. It was. Closest to maybe like static electricity, but not quite the same, and it would slowly come up from my toes, all the way up and I'm sorry, it was. I don't want to be inappropriate, but in my genital area, and it, it didn't go any further. It stopped right there, mm-hmm. and I would eventually go to sleep, and I would have sleep paralysis. Uh, you know, and uh, this went on about like I said every other night until I finally left the place, and it, and then I came back home, and it, it's still, it happened maybe a couple of times once I got home within the first week, and it's never happened before at my home, there's no, no spiritual anything going on in my house, there's no presence, no sensation of a presence, or, but, uh, and it's been about two years, no, three years now? Mm-hmm. and uh it is definitely subsided but i i felt uh just the other day though i felt i don't know i felt like the touch again like it was trying to come back and then but anyway i was just wondering your interpretation
0: well i don't know if you can hear me but um i would say that it was either attracted to you for for some reason, or it was attached to you. Yes. Uh, and you know, the, if it wasn't attachment, it can last. It can travel with you. Uh, it can kind of go into a hiding for a while, then come back. I've seen that happen before. So uh, that may be very that may very well be what's going on. Did you hear him? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for calling. I really appreciate the call. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks.
0: Okay. Uh, somebody asked about powwowing. Well, I just happen to have my lost, my powwow's lost long friend with me. And I do keep it around a lot. I may give one of those away one day. I've got a couple of them around here. But anyway, I haven't I haven't been involved with any powwow for a long time. I'm very cognizant of what they do, what it is. It's it's a, a lot of root conjuring, um uh, Appalachian folk magic, folk healing. Um but no, I haven't done anything in, in more recent. I, I I just know a whole lot about what what all of it was, you know, the whole lore behind it. So um I know there were people in my family that did practice it. Uh Moon Medicine Force, have you used the service of Animal Communicator Psychic for on-site dog man investigation? No, I haven't. And that's not a bad idea though. I think um I, I think Jennifer can do that. And I'm pretty sure that 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 Bernadette could too on site. Uh, I I know they do it at distance. I could probably tune in at distance remotely, but it just depends on the situation on how strong it is, or even if they let you in. But no, as far as actually going in and using an actual animal communicator, no, I haven't. So um, maybe that's something I'll try some point. Okay, folks. Well, you know, I want to thank you all for coming on tonight. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of experiment tonight, see if this worked. Maybe we'll get the, uh, the telephone thing in, in a better program or something at some point. It did work a bit. I mean, I could hear what people were saying. I don't know if they necessarily heard me too well, but uh, again, thanks again for for tuning in for that. You know, if um, you know if you have an unexplained encounter, sighting, or such, you know, contact me through Fan's and Monsters blog site. And uh, you know, I want to thank people for for coming on and, and actually calling in. Uh, I know people get nervous about doing it, but I very much appreciate you doing it. And I, I hope to, I hope to increase this, make it part of the show at, at some point. So, uh, and thanks to each and all of you for watching and chatting. And uh, please like, subscribe, and share our programming with others. And um, if you have a sighting or encounter report that you'd like to have considered for the personal reports show or post on Fams and Monsters, you know, contact me at my email at lonstricklerfamousandmonsters.com. Uh next Friday, our guest will be uh Zach Stark and the Southern Illinois cryptid team. They will be discussing the Enfield horror and the Bigfoot phenomena in their neck of the woods. Uh we've been looking into sightings in and around the Shawnee National Forest recently. So, you know, it should be an interesting, very, very interesting discussion. So uh, you know, don't miss it. That that. You know, tune in next Friday at the same time, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So, until next week, you know, stay healthy, have a safe, enjoyable weekend. Good night.